So what's up guys? What's on my mind today? The color purple. Okay, let's get into this. So I'm from the very small rural town of Indianola, Mississippi. It's located in the heart of the Mississippi Delta. The Mississippi Delta is an area that's bordered by, to the north, Memphis, Tennessee, and as far south as Yazoo, Mississippi. To the east, the Mississippi Delta ends in Winona, Mississippi. And to the west, the river town of Greenville is the final border of the Mississippi Delta. There are several things that this area is known for. From some of the worst poverty and injustice in America, to the resilient black people and the black culture there the rich culture of music, namely gospel and the blues, play perfectly off of each other. Many times the black preacher would sound like a blues singer and a blues singer would sound like a preacher, both delivering stories of suffering, rejoice, heartache, love, but most of all, a family, stories of life. One of the things I remember hearing the older people say is, take them to church. Now you will hear that even in the church or in the blues hall. Take them to church, man. Take them to church. Now you can find music in our home, but with all the business of raising a family, it was never front and center. My parents did enjoy music, but at most they were casual listeners. But that being said, one of my mom's favorite artists was Lou Ross. And I could totally hear the reason why. His rich baritone singing voice would grab anyone's attention. You'll never find. <laughs> okay, I can't do it any justice. My dad, well, well, he was really all over the place. He didn't have a favorite artist. He always kind of kept his appetite open for different artists. Of course, he loved the blues, R&B, gospel, and popular crossover artists like Lionel Richie, Donald Summers, and Michael Jackson. But if you thumb through his complete record collection, you can find country, popular music, and disco. Okay. Now, how does all this relate to me? One Saturday afternoon, I decided to go in the living room to listen to one of my dad's eight-track cassettes. Now, for you young people out there, an eight-track cassette was a medium that held recorded music. Anyway, 
I lifted the wooden lid to the stereo cabinet system and found the eight track tape that I wanted, the Commodores. But before I could move on, there was something else that caught my eye. A new album was nestled in front of the LP storage area. Initially, I could only catch a glimpse of it. So I reached in and pulled out the album. The front of the album cover showed a young man standing dressed in nothing but his underwear and a jacket. Okay. Oh, yeah, he also had on a scarf. Wait, no, it wasn't a scarf. It was a bandana. It was tied around his neck. He wore the bandana in the same fashion that the Cowboys would wear it on a Western. Also, there's a bare metal spring mattress that was upright behind him. It centered him on the album cover. The picture on the album cover was black and white with the words across the top that read Prince. In October of 1980, I was 12 years old. I would be 13 the next year. So I knew that there was only two things that you could do with a mattress. One, obvious, sleep on it. Two, obvious again for the 12 year old me, jump up and down on it. A mattress without a fabric covering would be good for neither tap. And then there was a name on the album, Prince. He didn't wear a royal robe, nor a crown, and there was no royal court. So of course, the 12 year old music critic in me knew right away that this would be trash. However, I did decide to listen to it anyway, because lesson number one for my dad, you never know if you like something, unless you try. I pulled out the inner album sleeve containing the LP, a picture of Prince and his band members. I thought, oh, his royal court. They were more modestly dressed, I would say. He had buttoned up his jacket now, so I think that. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't looked on the back of the album cover yet. The playlist would be there. So let's see what the title of these songs are. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Prince is now lying on the bed with what appears to be no underwear. Black legging stockings, the coat, the bandana, and now it appears that he has on high heel shoes. Then I start reading the title of the songs on the album. Dirty Mind. Okay, I probably shouldn't probably listen to that one. When You Were Mine. Okay, that one doesn't sound bad. Do It All Night. Uh, skip that. Got a Broken Heart Again. Okay, a love song. A sad love song, but okay. Sounds like a sad love song. I can listen to that one. Uptown. Okay. Everybody wants to be uptown. Head. Weird title. But maybe. I don't know yet. Sister. This one I just scoffed at. 
who in their right mind would write a song about their sister? It better be a funny song, I'll tell you that. And then party up. Everyone loves a party, right? So I could definitely listen to that one. So it looks like there's only two songs I should avoid. So I thought, okay, let's do this. I decided I was going to listen to the first song on side one, Dirty Mind. I mean, why not? I plugged in my dad's cost headphones. Okay, I need to pause right here and say this. And this is going to make me sound very old. But I got to say it, they really don't make things the way they used to. Because I'm sure I only had the volume turned up to three. It was too loud. That first note on the downbeat shocked me, hurt my ears. I had to rip off the headphones before I could hear anything else. Deep breath. Reset. Okay. Volume set between one and two. Headphones back on. I placed the needle back on the first track of the album. Then one to two seconds of crackling, hissing, and popping. And then that downbeat. It was followed by 31 driving beats of the kick bass and a repeated note on the keyboard. And that was it. I was hooked in 32 beats. And that's when my journey with Prince started. I fell in love with the music first. The driving funky bass, the drum, the keyboard, and then there was the guitar riffs and solo. He was different. He was different from all the other artists that I had heard up until this point in my life. I don't remember hearing him on the radio like he would say a Michael Jackson. So this was fresh for me. It was something new. I wouldn't fully grasp the depth of Prince's storytelling until I was an older teenager that I fell in love, that had had a broken heart, and that had started to understand some of the political issues of the time. Prince covered them all. Now that I'm much older, and I have the luxury of time underneath my belt, when you listen to a young Prince, you can tell that the music itself was a little bit corporate, but still very different. For me, the last step that Prince needed was the album Controversy. After confusing people with the Lord's Prayer in the middle of the song, and you still have a career after that, the sky's the limit. The album 1999, for me, is Prince's breakout album. And if you don't believe me, go listen to it. But listen to the whole album. And if you listen to any Prince's album, he basically covers the same thing. 
but it's always different the way he feeds you the message. And that's what I love about it. One of the things that would catch me off guard was when people compared Michael Jackson and Prince. They are totally two different types of artists. Michael Jackson is a person that's more for the masses. He had been entertaining people since he was a child. Prince is grown folks music. Cream, get on top. Cream, you will cut. Cream, don't you stop. Prince is grown folks music. And that's it. Okay, guys. So that's what's been on my mind today. You guys have a good day. Peace out.